Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed of grace and peace everyone it's your boy t barlow again with another episode of bars biblical and reformed spitters and i have here on the line tonight somebody who has rapidly grown to be one of my favorite Christian MCs. Y'all probably think I said that like every week, but you know, we got some beasts out here in the game. <laughs> and, and, and I have on the line none other than my brother, Chris Jones. Say what up to the people, sir. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Chris Jones. <laughs> yeah, and, and Chris, man, tell, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Like, where you from? I am from a small town you've never heard of in Kentucky. It is about 45 minutes from Lexington, and I've, I've been here mostly my whole life except two years. I went to Knoxville, and I came back. Okay, so grew up in a small town of Kentucky, and I know without, were you, I know that makes me seem like a crazy question, were you saved all your life? Um, I thought I would say that like age six or seven, but I didn't actually get saved until 2006. And um, I, I can go into the story if you'd like, or, or we can get to that later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go ahead. Give us the details. Let's, let's, let's start with the conversion. We might as well, I always like to start there first, and we press on. Okay. Uh, well, what happened um, when I was, I've grown up in church. I've, I have been in church most of my life. Uh, my parents raised me, raised me in a godly home as a child. And we went to a church called First Baptist. I was baptized at like age six or seven. And then... Around my teenage years, my parents quit going to church. I quit going to church for the most part. And then <clears throat> my senior year of high school, this dude uh, at school gave me a, a Lecrae CD. <clears throat> and he said, if you're a Christian, why don't you talk about God in your music? And at that point, I said, Christian rap was weak. I've never heard anything good worth listening to. But then he gave me Lecrae after the music stops. Tripoli, if they only knew, Tadashi, Kingdom People, Flame. 2004 album and Rewind 
and the truth of faith. And I played the, the Jesus music and I'm a, I was a South dude and just could not get past how dope the song Jesus music was and how real Lecrae was. And Lecrae's faith pushed me to read the scriptures. And at that point, I, I didn't know anything except red letters were about were Jesus's words. And that took me to Matthew. And at six, at 17 years old, I would just go in my bedroom every night and read the scriptures for 30 minutes to an hour. And I would try to pray for 30 minutes or an hour, fervently seeking the Lord. And through that process, I came to realize that I was a sinner. I didn't know the gospel. I hadn't been saved. And sometime within that month of August to September, sometime in there, I got saved and have been doing it since 06, just, just living for God and trying to glorify him through the music. But praise God, man. That's awesome. You know, that's crazy. Like, like I hear a lot of people talk about how, um, like, somebody gave them, like, a Christian rap CD, and it just took them to a different place. I mean, I can say the same thing for myself, but, like, I just, it just took them to a different place. And so that's why, I like, you know, like, people like like you who do the music that you do, man, like, it's, like, it's very important. So you... So not only were you redeemed, but it's almost like, in a sense, and I, I, I really don't like using this type of language, but at the same time, I kind of get it in a certain aspect. It's, almost, it's also like your art was redeemed as you were redeemed. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. man. And, and honestly, a lot of my old music, I wasn't a, I wasn't a thug rapper. So I was, I've been making beats since 01 and rapping since then. And I was never the thug rapper. I always boasted about how smart I was and how dumb rap was. I rapped about um, how good in track I was and how good I was that just I was just going to be successful. I was going to beat the odds and be successful, and that was what drove my music before I got saved. And that's that's kind of I've never been that 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 thugged out dude or anything like that. So God like redeemed me not from the hard thug life rap, but redeemed me from the self-centered <clears throat> boasting in my craft. Uh, I think I'm so dope type of rap. Yeah, you know, and it's amazing, man, because, like, you got to, you have to be, like, about the fourth or fifth uh, artist that I had online who said stuff that it's like, dude, like, that's, it's almost like we got the same story, you know, in certain aspects, because, like, even now, like, I, I did some, I called it that other music, but like, I wasn't, yeah. I, yeah, like, I wasn't a thug, and I, and I really, really wasn't, like, all the way, like, conscious, but, like, it was just, you know, I tried to be smart about what I, well, you know, what I, what I spoke, but at the same time, it was foolish because it wasn't pointing to Christ. You know, and yeah. so, so I did that. Now, now, how did you, how did you develop this love for for making beats and going into that? Man, I've, I've been listening to to hip hop since I was a kid. My dad used to DJ back in the '80s, and he raised us up on hip hop. And I was that kid that always had the new burnt CD. I would probably burn a new CD once or twice a week. And I would listen to everything from Pharrell Munch to Lil Jon to Dipset. Dipset was some of my favorite music, Cameron, <clears throat> Kanye West. I, I mean, I listened to pretty much everything. And once, 2001, we got this bootleg copy of Fruity Loops from, uh, from LimeWire or Kazaa somewhere, one of those download sites. And I fell in love with the fact that I could make beats that sounded like what I was listening to. And, and you, you start out trash and, and you start just learning how to do the drums. And for many, for a few years, all I would do is just sit in the basement, toy with these sounds and, and really try to make something dope. And then I, as, I, as I grew, 
um, just as a person and as a producer uh, in high school, that, that started in seventh grade. In high school, that was what I did on the weekends. I got two hours of computer time each week or each weekend. I, I wasn't allowed to be on a computer Monday through Friday or Sunday through Thursday, but I can be on a computer Friday and Saturday and I'd be on there as much as I could just making beats and making beats and just learning how to sample, learn how to chop the same sample that Kanye chopped or whatever. And just over the years, I kind of fell in love with just, just producing. That's, that was my, that was just my niche. So, so then how did how did the writing come in? Like, uh, as far as you like spitting, like, did that start like at the same time or, or yeah, you, like, I, I started I rap I started rapping the same time I started making beats and uh, I used to have on SoundCloud I don't know if it's still on there I used to have the very first song I made it was called Haters and it was back in seventh grade like I hadn't even hit puberty yet my voice was real high but. Uh, Man, I wrote a song to my haters, and uh, I, I want to hear that one. You, know, you need to find the archive or something like. That. I want to hear yeah. that. Yeah, and so I mean, I've been I've been rapping since the day I started making beats, and I like making beats better, but I also enjoy rapping, and that's kind of what I do now. So I rap and produce, and it, it used to be for years that I couldn't rap on my own stuff, so I'd only do mixtapes. It didn't. I didn't do my first music on my own stuff until after I got saved, like 2008 was like the first mixtape that I ever put out with my, using my own beat, because I just couldn't rap over Okay. Yeah, man. And so, like, when it came down to the salvation, I, now this is something I'm just, just kind of curious, like, were you, like, did you have, when you first became, like, truly saved, say like that? Did you have a good, a, a, a decent enough grasp of reform doctrine, or was that something that you kind of grew into from like your fellowships and so forth? I found out about reform theology through the Reach Records forum. Actually, uh, back in the day, Jay Crum, he used to be called Preach. He was on there. Uh, this dude, yeah. the Messenger was on there. There was a bunch of people and they was, they kept, and I don't know if preaching them were involved, but I just remember on the Reach Forum, Cass was going back and forth all day about this predestined Calvinism, Arminian, and I had no idea what it was. But I look back on some of my old music and when I first got saved, I can remember using the word predestined in some of my music because before I got saved, I always believed in faith. I always believed like who you marry, how your life comes out, everything is faith. So it was meant to be because I had I was raised in, in a black home, a black church uh, environment that was influenced by sovereign grace teachings, and I didn't know it at the time, but my dad had taught me some of this stuff before that God is all powerful, God is sovereign. So for me, Calvinism or Reformed theology, whatever you want to frame it, wasn't that extreme for me because whatever the Bible taught is what I believe. That's how I was raised. Uh -huh. And yeah. th that's just my, that was my view. And when I saw that there was a name for it, Calvinism, I started studying it and I was like, okay, I rock with everything except limited atonement. And that one took me a few <laughs> years to, that one took me a few years to, to understand and to rock with. But I mean, overall, I, I knew I wasn't, I knew my own salvation story wasn't Arminian. Um, I knew that God had chosen me. And that's why I talked about the predestination because I had gone from rapping about vanity to listening to conscious rap and I almost became not a Muslim but like a black nationalist type of guy because I, I had experienced some racism my junior year of high school. So I was listening to some Malcolm X speeches, I was listening to Dead Prez, 
Common, you know, I was I was listening to some of that little conscious stuff, and then God brought in Lecrae, and then that led me back to the scriptures rather than, you know, than yeah. Malcolm X speeches. You know, the, the crazy thing, like, I used to listen to Dead Prez, man, like, I used to love their stuff because, like, like, the grittiness of their beats and... And you know, like like the delivery, and then like and like even some of the content, and then like there was a line they had in one of their songs, and I can't remember what song it was. And this is off of that, it's off that same album where they had like hip hop and, and animal mm-hmm. farm, you know. And uh, there was there was a line where the dude was like f the Bible, mm-hmm. you know. And like and like at the time, you know, mind you, I'm like I said, I'm like you. I grew up in church, had a Christian family, you know, baptized at the age of six and so forth. And so like hearing that. Like, like it it, 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 it me out how like I used to be able to hear that from an artist, and still continue to bump their music, and simultaneously profess to be a Christian. Yeah. Like, like it kind of, it kind of both. It was, a, it was the same thing with like, like DMX, like DMX just had me confused because, mm-hmm. like, like, because like one second he's talking about sleeping with corpses, and the next second he has a prayer. <laughs> And a conversation with God, you know, and yeah. you know, so so it's like it, it's it's amazing how um, you know, like how like we could, we we would suppress certain stuff as Christians, man, like you know, and and deal with certain things and and praise it or and put it on repeat and so forth, man. So yeah, like like do do you find do you find yourself at all like I'm not saying like necessarily indulging it, but like you find yourself like just like listening to what uh, secular artists put out at all these days. Yeah, I, I used to. So, so when I first first got saved, um, I got rid of all my secular music because I just—I mean, Lecrae and then talked about you know not filling your mind with foolishness, and it was just something I had to get away from for a while. And so there was there was a long there was a long span of time where I didn't listen to secular hip hop. And I I will tell you this: I listened to some secular hip hop mainly to hear what they're talking about and to, you know, just check out what they're rocking with. So I listened to Kendrick's album one time through. I listened to Jay-Z 444 one time through. Um, you know, I listened to J. Cole uh, one time through because I want to hear the style and hear what they're talking about. But um, guys like Odyssey, do you know who Odyssey is? I heard the name. I, I'm not going to say I followed him. Nah. But yeah, he yeah, I, heard, I heard that Brooklyn. name. I think he's from Maryland area. I think Will Mendoza and them know of him, and he lives in Brooklyn. He's a Muslim rapper who, over the past several years, has quit cussing in his music, and he has really uh-huh. great production. And a lot of what he talks about isn't Islam. I think, I mean, there's some stuff he talks about that's, that's Muslim. He'll talk about praying towards Mecca or whatever. But a lot of what he's talking about is just the real-life struggles of some of a black dude who's not hood and who's trying to navigate the world as an artist. So I will listen uh-huh. to his music on a more, like a more regular basis, knowing that he's a Muslim, knowing that his worldview is different than mine, but that I can enjoy the fact that he's putting out positive music that's not destroying, necessarily destroying people. Um, but I don't mess with the trap stuff. I will sometimes play a Migos song or something when my students talk to me about it so I can have a frame of reference. but. I, I really don't rock with that kind of music at all. Just number one, I hate it. It's just yeah. it's garbage. Yeah. But, um, I concur. But yeah. the message is horrible. I, I, although I got I got to say, like uh, Reed B just did one um, that I and I got a head chance to hear, and I thought I said, man, look, I'm not really crazy about the trap style. And even you, you did a beat 
like a trap beat like a few like about a week or so ago or something like that and it was like not really I, i'm gonna be honest with you like i'm not crazy about the trap styles but it's like man i like what you did i like what reed did and i think a lot of what the trap has to do with like for me it, it's great it's the content like the content is just trash like mm-hmm. i mean and it's not and, and i mean it's not just with the trap like i mean like, it's, it's, i can say the same about other artists in the industry and i and i can't just listen to just traps which is why like i can agree with you on like listening to say like a muslim artist who's just putting out some good art he's not necessarily like indoctrinating you with this theology but it's kind of just he's just on something different that's you know that's out there because like, matter of fact I, can, I guess i could say the same for like lupe fiasco yeah so, i like lupe too yeah yeah i was under the because i'm under the impression that he was that he's a muslim and like, but it's like when listening to his music, I didn't feel like he was trying to convert me to Islam. It was just he was just mm-hmm. putting out some music for some for some geeks, you know. And and, and I was and I was able to vibe with that. And, and, and you know, he had some good, he had some certain good stuff. That's so why I can get that. I feel like sometimes like there's a double standard uh, when it comes to like say like music and then like yeah. movies. You know, like you have people who will be like, man, you can't listen to that. You know, saying but they're but they're watching all types of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then on the flip side, you have people who are like, man, you can't watch that, but they'll listen to like all types of crazy stuff and say, hey, it's okay, it's just, it's just this, that, and the other. And I think it's a conscious thing at the end of the day, but uh, there's certain cats, man, like, I mean, like I said, I'm just like, you know, it was a nightmare. I just took all my CDs and just trashed them. Lupe Fiasco being one of them, because at that one, at that moment, like I got real legalistic, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just keep it real. Like, like I, was, I, was, I went through like a legalist phase and I was like, man, no secular anything in my life, period. You know, yeah. and... You know, and I ain't saying that there's anything wrong with being like that, but I used to be like, I used to, I used to judge other people's salvation based on that, man. So, yeah, yeah, K-State. I, I went through that stage too, man. And I, and I'll be honest, there, there's some stuff that Lupe puts out, or you know, there's some stuff like Odyssey's old music with a lot of cursing and stuff. I yeah. don't really do that because, you know, also something that I, I never was like a, a cussing person back when I was unsaved. I was just raised, you don't cuss. And yeah. it's weird because when I hear cussing, um, I get, it's just like, it catches me off guard. And that a lot of the secular music I listen to, if it's, if it ain't clean, I really just, man, my conscience is kind of rocked. Not, I don't know, man. It's just, it just gets under my skin. I won't even say it's a conscience thing. It just gets under my skin to hear the F word. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, over right, and over. right, right. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, if it's. If it's Lupe and he's rapping about sex or he's rapping, you know, using vulgar language, I'm going to skip that track. But, um, you know, I, I do want to clarify something because I, I can hear people saying, well, that dude, man, he's hating on Lecrae for putting out, you know, blah, 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 but he'll listen to Odyssey. Well, you know, what Odyssey, the stuff I listen to with Odyssey, man, he's rapping about the struggles with being a know-it-all or he's rapping about riding around the city on a bicycle. You know, he's not, like you said, he's not trying to push Islam. He might talk about praying. A little bit, uh-huh. but secular. You know, people talk about praying whether they're believers or not. Um, so, right. if, if it were like a like a Muslim album, like the way CHH is, if it were like pushing Islam and teaching from the Quran, I wouldn't rock with it. Um, but he's, you know, like you said, Lupe. Them dudes are usually even most deaf, and those cats are often talking about yeah. real life situations rather than trying to push some ideology. And uh, right. But yeah, man, I've, I've I've been I went through that stage. And I was legalistic, and I used to push it on people. And to some degree, um, I used to even apply it to 
to movies and television, but I've realized that, you know, some people, like you said, it's a conscience thing. Some people can watch the F word and, and you know, 150 times in a movie. We, I just don't, my wife doesn't really um, rock with that stuff either. Cause I used to watch a lot of horror films and I kind of gave that up as a believer as well. Yeah, you, you, you know, like, it, again, like, like, cause, cause again, like I'm saying, like I could, I could put on the movie it's just like it's crazy. It's like I'll be different. Like like if it, if my kids are around, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, we're probably not gonna. Like for example, I think Fight Club has a fantastic storyline, right? Mm-hmm. But but because of some of the the visuals and the language in it, like I wouldn't watch that in front of my kids. I mean, yeah. I, and I think there are some people who would. And the crazy thing is, it's like like I almost kind of sometimes have to watch myself because there's sometimes where I would watch something in front of my kids because like I grew up watching it. Like for example, Coming to America. Probably mm-hmm. one of the funniest movies I ever seen in my life, but got some of the filthiest language that you'll ever hear. And I've watched yep. that. I remember being in the movie theater as a six-year-old watching that movie. And so it's like now it's almost like, man, I'm not quite sure if I want to watch this with my kids, even though I grew up watching it. And, and so forth. I mean, so it's like there is like that fine line. But to get to that, to like that thing about like, like you said about Lecrae, I, you know, and again, like I don't, I never really, I never really was a Lecrae fan. So. You know, so my stuff comes out sounding biased, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm like a lot of people, there are a lot of people who, uh, a lot, especially a lot of Christian brothers who, who love and support Lecrae because they believe that he's doing, they, they believe that what he's doing, is, they believe he has a good methodology. I disagree with his methodology, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, 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 so, and so forth, this, that, and the other. I think like like the issue, what, what separates it, like talking about Lecrae and talking about, say like Odyssey is, is that, you know, so you have Lecrae who started off one way and then is now is rejecting like the moniker or rejecting the, the title of like Christian artist, but yet still receiving rewards for Christian artistry. You know, and it's almost like, well, you know, like there's some confusion and stuff that's in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then plus, you know what I'm saying? Plus, like, you know, like, I don't know, it's, it's almost like you know that the bulk of his fan base is still believers. Yeah. You know, and so, and so, and so, like, there's. I think I heard a preacher say it like this. He said, rat poison can be like 98% uh, like corn and, you know, oats and stuff like that. But that 2% strict now to kill you dead. And so this yeah. same thing applies to like false teachers. You know what I'm saying? They, like, they can say 98% of the truth, but then it's like 2% of false teaching or false methodology or false ideology, whatever the case may be, that can come in and poison the whole water. You know, and so, mm-hmm. and so like, I can understand uh there's, there's a difference there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, there, there's a, and so so it, yeah, it's good to bring some type of clarity to that situation. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, man. Uh, so, I mean, we don't we don't got into your past music. You know, you, you talked about something like like having students who are like bring up, uh, you know, like Migos or something like that. What kind of work do you do? I I'm a high school teacher. I teach special education. And what that what that often brings to people's mind is is working with severe disabilities and people in wheelchairs and stuff. But I actually work with learning disabilities and autism, and I'm actually a, a co-teacher. So I'm actually in a general ed classroom all day with, uh, or not all day, but majority of my day, I'm actually in the gen ed classroom with with gen ed and special ed students. So uh, I'm around 18 from from 15 to. To 18 really or 14 to 18 year olds seven hours a day and it's cool because uh you know i always tell them like i'm mr jones christian rap artist and then they they find out my first name and then about a few weeks into school a couple of months in 
somebody say, hey, Mr. Jones, I found you on on Facebook and I heard your rap. And that's when they start, know, they know I'm a believer. I mean, that's not when they start knowing I'm a believer, but that's when they know like, man, this dude raps. Uh, let's ask him about this song and let's see what a preacher thinks about this song. Cause they always find out I'm a preacher uh, as well. And it opens up some really, some cool doors for conversations because yeah. they bring it up. I'm not bringing it up and, and I don't do like a class-wide gospel presentation, but I do because they ask, I will present with them what I think uh, is, is negative about certain worldviews given through hip hop or, you know, the, there's some kids who want to be drug dealers and thugs. And I will just tell them like, man, you cannot, this lifestyle will not work. These days yeah. aren't living that. And so, I mean, it's really a cool opportunity to, to impact some kids' lives. Yeah, it, it's amazing, man, because, like, they're, they're kids, man, like, they do want to know stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's some kids, man, they, just, they, 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 you know, they stuck on ignorant because their parents are stuck on ignorant. But then there's some kids, man, like, you actually sit there because, like, you know, the girls that I work with, man, like, I sit, you sit there, you talk with them about the industry. You just tell us, like, man, yeah, you know, all that money they flashing in that camera, that yeah, it's not really theirs, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you start, start explaining those types of things to them and, you know, You'd be surprised. I think people will be surprised at how interested these kids are when it comes to wanting to know, uh, just just know the truth, to know what the truth is behind certain stuff. You know, and, I mean, occasionally, man. So I think that's that's pretty awesome that um that you you know that you that you have this class of kids who, for one, searched you out and found that. You know, I you know um when um when you have these conversations, do you have any of them like? Do you have them come to you with uh, like those questions that usually say like people will that those type of questions that people normally leave the faith over? You know, like like the questions like, "Well, if God is so good, uh, why do bad things happen?" and stuff like that. You ever felt any of that in your classroom? I have. Uh, I, I have kids whose parents are drug dealers and who grew up being abused by their parents, and they'll ask me, "If God's real, then why do you let my?" parent why do you let my dad be a drunk and my mom be a drug addict and I will I will address that with them in person one-on-one usually they don't ask that out loud and I, I'll say look I don't know what I don't know what why this happened to you but God can use this to to make you somebody that, that he wants you to be and then I'll start to bring the gospel in and I'll just say God works everything for the good and if you end up believing in him you end up getting eternal life you end up raising your kids different than god god got the good out of this typically i don't get those level of questions but i have and oh i've got the question of why why am i why did i get pregnant and all my friends have sex you know something like that and it's like (laughs) I, i don't know why you got pregnant but your kid is not you have a kid now and that kid's not a curse you made a mistake now you got to live with it and move on and I'll encourage them in that way, but typically, typically they are, a lot of my students, they, they will either put up the, like I'm a Christian front or I go to church here or I'm in youth group and, and we don't get to that level of discussion. So, so yeah. most of the time I'm trying to convince people that everyone who thinks they're Christian isn't really a Christian. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell y'all stop like, I'm surprised I'm not fired from my job, man. <laughs> like some of the stuff that, some of the stuff that I, I mean, because I don't know, like, like I'm, I'm just at a place, man. Like, cause like these girls that come in, like, like I mean, the most hard-headed, most 
ruthless, most disobedient child on the cottage would be like, yeah, I'm saved. I spoke in tongues and this, that, and the other. And I'd be like, man, oh, you ain't man. saved. Like, listen, you know, and, and it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and oftentimes, it's like, I don't do it to clown them, but it's like, man, like, like you know, it's like, I want to open this. We about to have this dollar since you done took it there, since you brought it there. <laughs> now we about, now we about to have this conversation because I'm not going to just sit here and let you just think that, you know, and so, and 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 so I'll get to, sometimes I I just ask them a simple question. So, all right, so you say I said, can you tell me the gospel? Mm-hmm. You know, and just see what they say. You know, and oftentimes like like they 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 either have an answer that's all the way wrong or they don't have an answer. And so then at that point, man, like like I find you know that's 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 typically how 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 I get to go into the conversation, man. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna be praying for your students in your class, man. And I want you to pray for the students that I have because I kid you not, like some of these girls, this one girl the other night, and I, and I'm actually kind of curious into what you would have told her. But this other girl the other night, she um she says that she just feels like like she tries reading the scripture. She tries praying. She just feels like she's faking it because because there's times where she doesn't want to go to church, you know, um, or, or you know, she's in a group home, so they do have, they have church like on, you know in the group home setting there over there. Whatnot. Sometimes she don't want to go to Bible study. This that this, you know, and, and so so I told her I was like, well, that's because you have you know your flesh is at war with you know what I'm saying with the spirit. It's like you know that you need to be trusting in God. You know, so as a matter of fact, that's another thing like. Eventually, it all comes out that she was trusting in herself. But like, if a student came to you and said, "Hey, I want to believe in God, but I can't," like, how would you approach that? I, I would number one say that I, I would try to I would try to push them to keep seeking, and I would point them to the promise that those who seek God will find Him, um, uh-huh. and, and that God's not going to turn them away if they genuinely seek Him. But then I'm going to ask, "What are you seeking Him for?" Because a lot of a lot of what I've run into is I sought God and he didn't give me blah, blah, blah. Or I, I sought God and, and my mom didn't quit drinking or, you know, and it's like, well, you've got another motive besides God himself. And mm. when, when you go to God, like when I went to God to get, when I got saved, I was just going to the Bible because I knew that's where God would reveal himself. That's the only place I knew. I didn't go wanting something. I didn't even go knowing I needed something. I just went because I knew that I didn't know God. And if, right. if they're going, you know, I would tell her, like, if you're going to be religious, if you're going to, because you want to try to be a Christian, you've gone for the wrong reason. Right, right, right. Because that's the thing, because it's like, this is the thing, like, she wants to do, part of her wants to do better. Like, like and, and I kid you not, like, I see her trying. Like she's saying, like, hey, such and such keeps picking on me, and I'm trying to follow your advice. I'm praying for them, and I'm praying for myself in the process. You know, that's good. I, you know, it's like, well, you don't keep doing that. I said, but I told her, I said, you know, but she's like, man, I don't think I can do this. And I was like, well, you're right. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think that's what it, what it boils down to is it's like, man, look, it's not about your strength, but depending upon the strength of Jesus Christ alone. Like you need to you need to trust in him and pray for your pray for a change in your heart. Like you know and and, and that's you know that like that's kinda like like when it, when, it, when it comes to like dealing with these girls, that's typically why I, I take them. I'm like, well that's because you're sinful. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I you know and, and again like I said I'm surprised I'm not fired. But apparently I mean like even like the uh you know we had this one girl man like she uh she was talking about she don't like God because God don't like homosexuals, you know. And and you know, so I mean, kind of just went into a discourse. I said, "Well, you know, let's talk, let's talk about this for a second because I'm gonna keep it real." I was like, uh, 
in, in, in many respects, I believe it's fair to say that Jesus Christ died for homosexuals. He didn't die mm-hmm. for them to remain in their homosexuality. <laughs> you know, yeah. he didn't die for them to be free and be sexually immoral, but he died for some homosexuals. Uh, and, and, I, and I base that on like 1 Corinthians 6 9. But you see here, you know, it's just simply taking that time to explain. And I'm about to take this into like into your music in a second because like it's like you take the time to explain like why God put forth. We, we explain these hard questions, being able to answer these hard questions, which is why I want to get into. I want to carry this into your music because you're uh, in the category of a lyrical theologian because you spit that lyrical theology, meaning that somebody can listen to your music and learn biblical truths. Can't say that about every Christian rapper. I don't believe. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying that makes them bad. I'm yeah. just saying that, you know, what I mean, I'm saying like, like you can't say that about every Christian rapper. Um, when it comes to you being a lyrical theologian, what's your drive? Like, what, what, what brought you to the point to say, hey, this is the content I want to put out there? <clears throat> I'm a, I'm a first. I'm gonna be honest and say, I didn't know there was something else besides lyrical theology when I got saved and got into it because mm-hmm. that's all I knew. Uh, I, I knew of gospel gangsters and stuff like that when I wasn't a believer, and I knew of cross movement and all those dudes, and so I th- that's what I thought they were all doing, was trying to tell people about God. And I didn't, when I started rapping, Lecrae, the old Lecrae, the old, you know, Triple E, Flame, Shylin, cross movement, like those are the dudes that, that got me into Christian hip hop, so that's all I knew. Um, but fast forward to 2012, 13, I started noticing the shift, and I started I started realizing my favorite artists are are Flame, Shylin, uh, Timothy Brindle, Jason, yeah. all these lamp mode, uh, Christ centric. Just these dudes that are rapping about Christ, and what I started seeing was I was getting mad. I was getting frustrated that it used to be that people were complaining because they didn't hear enough Jesus in the track, so to speak, the Jesus quote or whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. now it's you don't hear Jesus in the track, and people are complaining when you want them to have Jesus in the track. And at that point, back it was around 2013. I, I've got, I promise you, I've got a couple of songs written and recorded. Um, I can't take this anymore, and I'm a Christian rapper, and just these explicitly Christ-centered lyrics to combat what was going on. But mm. oh, I just didn't release them. I don't know if it was God's will, obviously, that I didn't release them. But with with Mano, with the sentiment, with no-name mixtapes that I've put out, I've just basically my intent is to be a lyrical theologian. My intent is to offer you some, some something to learn, something to chew on. But also, um, I don't know if you're if you're real familiar with Swoop's album "Wake Up." But, not uh, really, but I know I'm familiar with Swoop, but not not with that album. Go ahead, yeah. listen. But yeah, that album transformed that album transformed my view of, of writing music because he took a theme, "Wake Up," and he wrote it so intricately and so cleverly, and everything was so tied together. Uh, and and later, I, I found the movie Inception, and later I figured out like what Swoop was doing. And I realized too that I'm I'm very uh, I like to write concept albums. I like to weave themes together. I'm a big biblical theology fan, so I like seeing how things pe- come together as a whole. And I wanted to 
I, I like to take a theme, a biblical theme, and trace it through actual life, trace the theological points, and try to weave that all in together. And so I, I do biblical theology with, in, with intention, but I also strive to make it applicable because a lot of people try to hate on Shaolin and them dudes like, oh, they, they're not applicable. All they do is talk theology. I don't want that accusation. Um, so therefore, I try to try to weave my, my experience with the theology in and out of my music as well. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, I, I um, that like that first track, man, uh, on on your album, Mano. By the way, for those of y'all listening, Chris Jones just dropped. How long ago? Like four, five weeks ago. About three recently weeks. Dropped ago, an album about, about three weeks ago. Yeah, recently dropped an album by the entitled Mano, which means abide. And that very first track on there is by the same name, Mano. And I mean, it's just it's a beautiful track, man. Like it's just. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's one of those ones where you push play, you just feel good automatically. When that, when you start hearing that melody start playing or whatnot, and, and it's like you just, and you just listen to this. And like honestly, like I had never even heard the word Mano until I heard your music. You know, so it's like, like even from that alone, just, just learning. Like there's edification all throughout your album, uh, and those. So like, how did you? How did you come to the concept of naming your album Mano? Like, what was it that drew you there? I was, I think it was around 2000, it was either 2013 or 14. It was around the time I got married. Uh, I was working through the Gospel of John chapter 15, which is uh, the abiding in Christ and, and that section. And I spent a long time, like I would write some small devotions for my wife each morning after I studied it just just you know when you first get married you're trying to learn the ins and outs of marriage and how to lead your wife and that was just one of the things i tried was just writing her devotions and uh, i memorized the whole chapter just for my my own edification and you know when you're in the word and you're studying something it impacts the music you write or at least i think it should it does for me and so from 2013 up until really up until early this year a lot of my music carried that theme of abiding in Christ. I, the John 15 kept coming up. It comes up in my sermons quite a bit. And uh, I read a book called Spiritual Mindedness by John Owen. I read a book called uh, God's, God's Battle Plan for the Mind. I think that's what it was. Um, but those books on scriptural meditation, I preached on Psalm 1 back in January. And this theme of abiding Christ, of meditating on the word, of staying in communion with God. Uh, I actually read sections of communion with God by John Owen. Those, all those themes were, were just pervading my music. And I thought, well, what can I call this album? And I, I thought about calling it Abide. I thought about calling it Remain. And Mano just fit because it was it was a little more creative. And I don't consider myself like a super creative person, but I tried to think outside the box. And that was a way of, of going outside the box, not just naming it abide, but actually naming it the Greek word for, for what I was trying to portray in the hour. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it, it's dope. It works. <laughs> it, it definitely works. And don't sleep on your creativity because you got it. You know, you can hear it pretty much throughout your lyrics there's one particular song man i've been wanting like I, I was listening to it um i was just listening to it earlier too uh autumn oh yeah autumn leaves uh yeah autumn leaves yeah tell me about that i want to hear you i want to hear what you have to say about that one because uh I, I mean I, I thought that was just uh i don't know it's, it's not i'm trying to think what's the word for i can't think of the word for it, but it's it's almost like it's um i want to say abstract I just thought the song was dope and deep. So yeah, tell me, tell me about Autumn Leaves. Man, so so Autumn Leaves 
uh, I wrote it in Knoxville. It was a Sunday morning. Probably it was it was probably 2013. Um, and I remember it. I woke up this. It was a Sunday morning. I woke up. And it was real cool out, and it was in the it was in the fall. It was real cool. Wind was blowing, wind chimes were going, and uh, I just woke up and I was like, "Man, I'm about to make a beat." So I was up for like six o'clock in the morning, and so I made a beat, and then I was sitting out on the back porch just writing. And what I wanted, what what came to my mind is, is uh, this autumn breeze can point us to God somehow, because I I was in a, a master's in teaching program but it was at Liberty University, so it was a Christian program. And we talked about general revelation and stuff like that. And so I just remembered like, man, general revelation. And it points to God and, and I just started thinking of everything. It was like a stream of consciousness rap of everything that came to my mind as I sat and enjoyed that autumn breeze. And that, that's really how the song came about was just, here's autumn, here's creation. And let me just write about how it, portrays emotion and how it points me to God um, mm. just I just wanted to be just different I wanted to do something different and that, that's how that yeah. came to be and it, and autumn you know autumn is, is my favorite season um, I battle I battle really? depression yeah autumn's my favorite season I love the leaves I love the, the cool air uh, it's always it's always been my one of my favorite but um, I battle depression too and autumn and winter, like I battle like seasonal depression some. And so when autumn comes in, it's my favorite season, but it's bittersweet because it reminds me that winter's coming in and I'm gonna go through a couple of months where I'm down and there's not enough sunlight. And that's that's part of those lyrics too, is it, it reminds me of that state of my soul where it looks like there's no leaves. Uh, there's no leaves, it looks like there's no life, but there is life mm -hmm. in the roots. And there is mm -hmm. life that's gonna come back, spring back up in the spring. And I know that I'm not, you know, eternally dead or anything during the winter. It's just that I feel that way sometimes. I just feel like, man, I can't come out of this depression. Scripture doesn't seem to be jumping out at me. I, I have a hard time waking up for devotions, all that different stuff. And right. yeah, it's just connected with me. Yeah, man, I appreciate you for sure. That's, that's deep. Uh, uh, the beats on here, I'm assuming you did every beat on your, mm -hmm. on your album? Yeah. Wow. How, how, long, how long did it take you to go through all of this? Like I said, man, this project began in 2012. Hero, Hero, uh, surprisingly, ironically enough, Hero is the oldest song on the album. Um, Who Am I is the oldest beat. I made Who Am I back in 2011 when I was living by myself. Um, I first moved out of my parents' home after graduating college. But I just, I'm a producer, man. I make hundreds of beats. I made a beat today. I made a beat a couple of days ago. And yeah. when I like a beat, I write to it. And if the song comes out good, I'll mess with it for a while. Usually I'll end up hating it and scrapping it. But the ones that made Mano are the ones I really fell in love with. Or, or like uh, yeah. the Mano intro, I made that beat. Loved the beat, wrote to it, immediately recorded it, re-recorded uh, it, re-recorded it, re-recorded it, and then finally, <laughs> yeah. the, the one you yeah, heard is, is the final version. Yeah, but, um, I, I, know, I, know, I, I know that struggle for <laughs> Yeah, um, you said Hero was done in 2011? 2012. Oh, 2012? So, yeah. but like, the features though that you have on it, like, that, I, I'm, I'm assuming that that was recent, because you got Dave and Young Joshua on that song, right? The features are the, the actual part of the original song. My verse is actually new. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I wrote, I rewrote my verse because um, back then I was in Tennessee and I was writing about just being hurt for what was going on in my hometown. Well, I moved back and people that I know, people I'm real close to have died of heroin, suicide, uh, racism still going on. All those things I talked about in the album, and then you you got the black Israelite stuff, you got the memes and the YouTubes of white Christians and the black people of Egypt, and I had to rewrite my verse because there was just so much news since 2012 that five years later, but uh, Dayton and Young Josh, and they, they wrote those verses years ago, and they, they still fit, man, and I, I fell in love with that song, and I could not scrap it. I had to get that out, and... That's the that's wow. kind of the the capstone of Mano. Yeah. So before this project dropped, you know, something pretty fantastic happened for you that happened by way of the Reform Bars sixteen bar challenge. And that was you becoming affiliated or being signed to uh Christ Centric. I mean by the way, they just those are just I can't think of too many more solid brothers uh, in the in the industry than Christ Centric. I mean, these I think these guys are just. I ain't saying that they know everything and that they get everything right. I just I just I just believe that they put their heart uh, in their art and, and that they they have a heart for passion for Christ. And so now you're rolling with with these brothers. How did that come about? Like how did how did how did that all play out? Man, it's crazy. Um... That came about through the the first thing that happened was the Reform Bars challenge that I got in, which I just I, I didn't know it was the second one. Apparently, someone I think it might have been Tyler Campbell or somebody added me to the Reform Bars group. I had no idea what it was, but I kept seeing the 16 bar challenge, and uh, I don't know wh- why I chose to get into it. I think it was just because it was a possibility of getting on a Wrath and Grace mixtape. But I jumped into the challenge and. Uh, I had also been talking to Zay the Blacksmith, and they had said, you know, I told Will, Will about you, um, he likes your music, and this was this was after I won the competition, and he was like, since you won the competition, um, you know, I, I've been really trying to push you to get on the Romans Project. Well, then Will hit me up um, via messenger or whatever, it was like, hey, I talked to Jose, trust the brother, he said you're a dope artist, I've, I've heard you in the challenge. We would like to have you on the Romans Project. I'm up in here about to do backflips. Like I'm, I'm on Christ-centric album. And uh, wow, I, yeah. And so then I, I started just hitting up Will at random and uh, sent him Mano because I wanted some feedback on it. He was just like, "Man, I wish we could do something for you." And I was like, "You can, if it, you know, you can promote my music or whatever." He was like, let me talk to you in a couple of days. And basically a couple of days later, he, he gave me the offer and, and said, I want you on, you can be on Christcentric. We worked it out. And he, we went in and remastered Mano a little bit, changed up the track list. And Will was like, man, I'm going to promote this thing for you and try to help you uh, get it spread to a broader audience. And at that point, mm. I was super hyped, couldn't believe it. Right. And right. I mean, from and then there you have it. Is is Mano is, is my debut from Christ Centric, and the album. I mean, like I said, the album was done back in March, I believe, is when I sent it to Will. And I mean, he he liked it so much, and he just wanted to to push it back a little bit to June so we could promote it some more and get some better graphics and stuff. And it was just such a blessing to me because, I mean, I don't know. I probably would have dropped that album 
for free via Bandcamp and would have moved on to another yeah. project and, and probably just probably would have just not even thought anything of it. Yeah. I you know I, I, I totally feel you because that's exactly how like I even like the way I'm doing mine. Just I'm talking about to just drop it for free, but like man, I, I think that's that's straight love, man. That you know, because you killed that competition, man. Like I mean, like matter of fact, you killed just. I mean, I'm not saying it's to pump your head up, but you killed just about everything you touch. Um, you know, like I um. I heard your verse. I heard your your, your your verse in the inbox. I ain't gonna talk too much about it, but like, <laughs> the other, oh my goodness, like, dude, I, I was like, man, like, I felt like I sent in trash because it was like, I was like, like, after listening to that, I was like, man, I hope they play my verse first, <laughs> you know, and so because because I mean, like, you, I mean, dude, you like, and and it's crazy to hear you talk earlier about like how you know you like doing the beats more. But like, nah, man, like, like you're you're extremely gifted, man, and, and you know I thank God for uh for using you to share that gift with us, man, bro, because it's, it's, I mean, I, I love your album. Me and the kids love. I think my daughter loves me. I, I guess I think that's what your daughter who, who's on that Mano at the end of Mano. Yeah. I think my daughter loves that. She thinks that's the cutest thing on earth, you know. <laughs> and, and you know, she act like she and I don't be doing stuff like like we don't be recording stuff together, but she thinks that's the cutest thing on earth. But but like, yeah, man, we we love. Uh, we love we love Maine over up, up in this house, man. They, you know, they 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 know it when it come when it comes on. I can start that in the track. I'm like, is that Maine? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. So, uh, real quick, uh, who are you? Uh, I know you probably mentioned like some earlier, but when it comes to like people in the Christian industry, who who's in your playlist these days? Who are your who are the artists that you think that people should be looking out for and listening to? Uh, my man. I'm gonna sound lame. Maybe I won't sound lame, depending on who's listening to this. But I keep going back to Timothy Brindle, Killing Sin, yeah. Timothy Brindle, The Great Awakening, Shylin, Lyrical Theology One is my favorite, uh, Doxology. Yeah. I, I listen to old Christian hip hop. And I, lately, to be honest, lately I've been listening to that Kurt Kennedy. Uh, he destroyed that project. And uh, Did he? I mean,. Yeah. I, I still haven't heard it yet. I need. I, I, I might be sleeping a little bit. It's been a tough weekend for me, but <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I need to. I need to. I need, I need to jump on. It. I've been hearing some things about that one. Yeah. When I so when I see Will Mendoza say get this album, I get it, just like I do it with Shylin. But I got it, and yeah, you, I'm not going to ruin it because it's like a good movie. You you just need to yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> clearly, I've been listening to Head Crusher a bunch. By, by Timothy Brendel waiting for his project. Um, I listened. To, I, I actually, this is to my shame. I didn't really get into Christ centric until about a year or two ago. I, I knew of Evangel, and I knew of uh, Benjamin Esquire, his l- lyrical catechism. That's a dope album. I knew of Zay's Mosaic mixtape, but I hadn't really listened to Christ centric. So I'm, yeah. I'm going back and really getting into the Ephesians project, didactic music, anything Evangel. Um, Cause he he's my favorite. Him and Shy are, no, are tied for number one. My favorite artist. Uh, I listen to Fanatic. I've, I've had Crime and Consequences in my car for about a year now. <laughs> um, <laughs> cross Movement. I love old Cross Movement. Um, I love like their the very first Heaven's Mentality. That's that's one I go back to a lot. Ambassador. I mean, I'm really a sucker for that old school Christian hip hop. Just that that yeah. stuff that was they weren't trying to be lyrical theology that's just what they that's just what it was just what they did um, yeah we just we just, we but, just tacked the name on it <laughs> yeah but I, I like Willie Will the gift I like uh, Read B Versus I, I just copped his new project 
a few like last month or month before tone spain i mean like there's new dudes that i, I really support too um yeah and I'm, I'm still learning man like uh still learning some of the guys in the reform bars like strack you know yeah and uh when the example yeah, I just had, that i'm just had, a, just had him on not too long ago yeah strack that, yeah. that, that dude that dude's a monster man that yeah the aon yeah. uh yeah that's my boy Oh, I need to call and check on him. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, about, yeah. I need to get a Gary on Jackson project. I haven't uh, haven't got a Gary on Jackson project yet. He sent me some samples right. of some stuff. Yeah, Gary on Gary on is real nice. And, and and again, he's another one I'm gonna have to get on here because like he, he's some he's somebody I think people I think people should know his name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people should know people should know that he's out here putting music out because he's I think I think he he has. Of just a, I want to say undiscovered, or and, I, and it's hard, it's hard for me to say underrated because it's a, it's not that people know who he is and just aren't listening. I don't think people really know who he is, and so, so like yeah, yeah he's, he's a, I, 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 I like his stuff. I, I mean, you know, I've been noticing lately. Yeah, I, you, I've been I've been noticing lately, man. It seems like I ain't saying it's been like real heavy, but it seems like some people kind of been talking trash on how how we lyrical theologians you know be on that boom bat man like i ain't gonna lie i kind of feel some type of way when they say like man it sounds like like it's old or or or, or whatever like i don't know me personally like i you know when i heard that i was like you know well whatever i'm still gonna do what i'm gonna do but you know kind of you know like i'm we're not old are we no and, and <laughs> my thoughts i'm gonna tell you this because i i get a little stocky about it too uh, my thoughts are number one, and I said it. I said it in the comment, but number one, when you ask someone who their top ten rappers are, they always go back to the nineties. Unless yeah. they, unless they can't J Cole, but even Jay Z, he's nineties. Eminem, nineties. Yeah. But typically, yeah. unless it's a, unless it's J Cole or, or Kendrick, nobody's bringing up no new artists. And that, that to me is, is a telltale sign. Tupac, Biggie, Jay Z, you know all these names. Uh, but number two. When you go and listen to uh, Kendrick, J. Cole, yeah, they don't sound old school, but they also don't sound like everybody else either. They're, they're kind of right. in their own lane. And that's what, yeah. that's what gets on my nerves, man. It's like every artist has their own lane. Like Odyssey, Odyssey has his Odyssey lane. Most Def, Most right. Def's lane. Pharaoh Monch. Like you, when you listen to Shylin, you don't expect him to rap over a bunch of trap beats. You do expect that for Jason. I don't expect to hear Jason over Boom Bap. So I don't know why yeah. everybody has to sound the same. Right. That's true. Uh, I'll be I'll be everybody should sound the same. I mean, granted, I think like you want to hear those similarities because of certain styles. Like I mean, you go back to the nineties and you hear cats from the East Coast, like that was probably about really in a sense, maybe like and, and maybe I'm exaggerating one way or the other, but like five or six styles that you would say come from the East Coast and, and a rapper had one of them. I mean, yeah. they had their own, like, like, like you know what I'm saying, like, they had like, their own, like, flavor to it. And, for example, like, you could put, like, the Foo Snickers and Dyes Effects in, like, the same category for that East Coast type of style. You know, mm -hmm. with a whole lot of bump diggities and diggities and wiggities and stuff like that. And then you had yeah. people like, like, like Wu-Tang Clan who, in and of themselves, even though they were individuals, they kind of still had this same, like, gritty, 
you know, like just the style, the way that they approach it, or, or, or Buster, or, you know, same way. It's like you know, it's like there's there's a sound that comes from a particular area or whatnot. So I get that, but it's like, man, when, when I listen to like trap, I feel like I don't care where they come from. It's like everybody. It's almost sound like everybody comes from the same zip code. And as a matter of fact, I can't tell. And maybe and people probably think I'm crazy. I can't tell Amigos from a 21. Exactly. Or from, Me yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know who is who. And then as a matter of fact, like I'll hear a song and then somebody else's name will pop up. I'm like, man, who is this? I mean, you got another artist that sound like that? Like, you know, and it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's not my thing, you know. And 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 and, I, and I'm thinking that's just, that's the time. Those are the times I really question. Like, man, maybe I'm just getting old because I remember there was a day that there was a day when I was coming up. And the stuff now that we're talking about, man, hey, they need to take it back to that, right? Like that stuff, that was the day where when when that was popping, like people was like, man, they need to go back to something older than that. <laughs> and it was always from the old head. You know, like people people who, who were who were adults in the eighties, it's almost like they didn't like the rap that was coming out in the nineties, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so people who were like coming up in the nineties, you know, who are adults in the nineties don't like the rap that was coming out in the new millennium. And and it's like it just it's it's like it's, there is a cycle there, but then at the same time, I feel real confident in saying that a lot of trap music is just straight trash. Yeah, and, and I'm I'll tell you this, man, I'm not opposed to trap music. I think uh Reed does a good job. I think Flame yeah. most people disagree with me on Flame. But I think playing forward was dope. Um, I think you can do it well. And for me, it's more about content because I'm from the South. So, like, I like trap yeah. beats. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like trap beats. I don't like yeah. I, I feel like I've been listening to the same beats since 2011. I will admit that. But I, I'm not opposed to trap beats so much. I'm opposed to the content. And what really, really gets under my skin is Chicago. I think of Kanye and Common. I don't think yeah. of these Chicago trap dudes. Philly, I think of uh, Freeway and them cats. Yeah, uh, I'm about to say Freeway Coast. and like Beanie Siegel. Yeah, I think of West Coast, I think of Jake One and uh, what's his name? Uh, Murs, whatever. Yeah. Or, nah, he, yeah. he might not be from the West Coast, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he was one. I, I thought, yeah. But like Ninth Wonder, I think in North Carolina. But when you come, when you get with trap music, you know, I used to, you know, trap used to be Atlanta. And like St. Louis had that Midwest feel, but now everybody sounds like Atlanta. Whether you're in Philly, where, or you're in New York, you know, no, there's no 50 Cent no more because everybody—New York, Philly, Chicago, California—they all doing the same style. And I yeah. think that's what gets under my skin. It's like it's not even just like in rap, and I, I, and I know it's like we don't even talk about this a whole lot. It's like it's almost like it's spilled over even in the R&B. Like, yeah. Like, 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 and and, and it's crazy because like I was over, uh, I was over at a friend's house yesterday. She had like music twice, you know, uh, on her TV playing, mm-hmm. and like you'd be surprised. Like, there's some cats out here on um, singing R&B and soul, dropping good R&B love songs, and it's like I hear none of that on the radio. Like, I had no idea like Babyface had made a new song. You know what I mean? Like stuff oh, like man. that. But it's, yeah. and then it's like, like it's like, like you turn on the radio and you, like you hear what they call what they're calling R and B today, which really just sounds like R and B trap, which really to me just sounds like straight crap. And you're right, I agree with you. I think the beats are dope. I think the beats are very tight, and I think that's what carries people away. It's like, man, we don't even care what they saying. This beat is hot. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I mean, and I think that's where they like to get pipe piper by that beat. But like, I mean, I sit around with some of my students, like they'll have the radio playing. 
and and I'll ask them like somebody will say something, and like I'll repeat that, and I'm like, hey man, that's cool to y'all. <laughs> Like, yeah. like this dude just, you know, I was like, this dude just sat here and talked and bragged about raping a girl. That's tight to you, like, yeah. you, know what I'm uh, you know what I mean? Like, like you're you're singing along to it. Like that, that's a good thing, you know. I mean, like I will ask them that, and many of them will stop and think and be like, well, yeah, that is kind of dumb, huh? You know, but yeah. you know I mean, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, it's crazy, man. But I I, I want to see more uh, cats like you, boom bat lyrical theology or even just christ-centered music okay so so let's say like you don't want to call it lyrical theology but just be christ-centered music i mean and, and that's the whole point of all of this man i'm i'm hoping and praying that like uh in doing this show that more and more people uh know about you and, and people like you man and, and, and so so that that god can be glorified saved to be edified and at the same time man like you know like people are hearing the, the uh the work that you're putting out there Man, I preach. I really appreciate it. Not, and, and I didn't get to say it earlier, but I appreciate um, the kind words of, of, that you're speaking about my music and, and my lyricism and stuff like that. Um, just man, it's, it's encouraging that that there are people who support my music um, because <clears throat> there because I battle depression, because I produce my own music, because I battle with perfectionism. There there have been times where I have almost quit music, and then I'll get a word like what you said, like man, somebody. Some kid has listened to my album and they, you know, a kid on the track team, like, hey, I used to listen to music when I was in middle school. And that's what keeps me doing it. And uh, I, I just appreciate it, man. I mean, it really does mean yeah. a lot. No, man. Uh, no, man. I appreciate you, man. As a matter of fact, uh, before we get off here, I want you to let the people know uh, where uh, they can find your music, where they can find you. Uh, you know, yeah, just tell the people what you want them to know as far as like uh, getting a hold of your product and getting a hold of you. Uh, as far as getting a hold of my music, uh, Meno, M-E-N-O, is on iTunes and Amazon. My name is spelled weird. It's, it's Chris, C-H-R-Y-S, Jones. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Chris underscore Jones. And there's a website coming. I, I just haven't got to it yet, uh, chrisjones.com. I really need to get on that because I paid for the domain and stuff. But uh, chrisjones.com will be a place where you can go to get in touch with me. Uh, if you want to, I mean, if you want to message me on Facebook or whatever, you can. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty down to earth. Like, I'll message you back within minutes if I'm if I'm on Facebook, but hopefully within the day. Uh, so yeah, I'm not on any. Yeah, I mean, unless I'm just yeah. busy with family, I'm cool to talk to anyone, man. That's that's something that I, I like about Christian hip hop is. Or at least it used to be like cats. Cats will respond on Twitter and stuff. So I'll, 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 I collab with people. Uh, as long as you rep in Christ, I'll collab. We can talk about that as well because um, I love I love supporting other brothers who do the music. Yeah, and, and don't forget, folks. That those of y'all that are listening, this man does beat and sell them. I, I will testify on the fact that he is <laughs> that I yo know, he's done a couple of beats with me. Uh, I haven't released those songs yet, but I will. And, but, like, he's done a couple for me. Both of those beats were beautiful. Either beautiful or fire. <laughs> one one beat, I was saying, man, this is straight. I heard it. I was like, man, this is beautiful. I got to have it. And the other beat was like, 
you, he actually did as a custom for me. Uh, so holler at this man, man. He has he has reasonable prices, you know, at least for now, cause cause, cause you don't want to wait till he blow up, cause you know the prices gonna be, <laughs> he blow up, the prices do too. So yeah, so holler at him, man. Put some put some money in his pocket and bless this man because he he works hard for his money and works hard for the for the sake of the kingdom. So so yeah, by all means, man. And Chris, I, yo, I love you to life, bro. Um, thank you for uh, for coming on, for blessing us with your presence and your testimony and your heart, uh, man. I just I just pray nothing but God's blessings upon your life and upon your family's life, and and you know I just feel like uh, right now you at you, I, it, from this side it looks like you at a great place. I just I just pray that it gets better and better for you. I appreciate it, and uh, you know I just I just ask that every everyone pray for me, um, just just in general. Uh, just because Christian hip hop, as you all know, there's there's apostasy. There's dudes who are in it for the wrong reasons. We always got to check our motives, and uh, I just pray that my motives are right. Uh, you know, obviously I think they're right, but no one, the heart's deceitful. So I want to make sure yeah. that I stay humble and, and stay doing it for the Lord, man. Because um, that's what it's all about. It's all about the kingdom. Amen, man. Praise God. True that. True that. So, so. You've been hearing from our brother Chris Jones, courtesy of his personal time by way of Christ Centric. Check his album Mano. You heard where to find it. Uh, if you forgot already, rewind, listen to it again. Uh, you've been listening to an episode of Bars, Biblical and Reformed Spitters. I've been your host, T. Barlow. Uh, be sure to check us out. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Bar Podcast. Look for us. Find us. Um, I'll let you, boy. Be on the lookout for my boy, Dwayne, with our home uh, show, The Bar Podcast. I don't know who we got coming up next, but y'all know we'll be coming with them doozies. So y'all keep your ears pierced. Also, check us out, www.thebarpodcast.com. Uh, we have shirts and stuff. You know, the more you guys support us, the better we'll be able to, uh, the better quality show we'll be able to put out. But having said that, man, if you have to do it for free and still keep it with these little raggedy iPhone headphones that I got, by the grace of God, it shall get done. So having said all that, you folks take care. Breathe easy. Chris, I'll holler at you later, man. And love y'all to like. Grace and peace. Peace. The mindset of the spirit is life and peace. Now the mindset of the flesh, which will not fulfill the law, is death. Are you considering your mindset? Do you daily determine to place your mindset? Knowing that the enemy will have mindset I can't focus on you, gotta get mindset However, if you're my brother, I won't cane you I'll try to keep you from this world cause it stains you Cause it'll change you Bear a strange fruit, stay in your lane dude Watch what you chain to Especially within these days full of media Reading all day, eating what the world's feeding ya Or feeding us, cause I follow where they leading us Till that good shepherd call my name saying leaving trust it's a battle to capture every thought captain When the captain of the ship used to be raptured With the dreams that this cosmos chases after I'm talking about the flesh, but now I am his master War going on outside, no man is safe from Trying to wake you from your slumber Most people don't even know they're in danger We're not wrestling against flesh and blood <laughs>
ruthless with smart just targeting the narcissist One of the struggles that I'm facing in this situation Is the constant temptation to wait for renovation I need a break for relating to God who's invitation It's to entertain and seeing he's more than entertainment The kingdom of God does not need my innovation It needs me attached to the vine, not amputation The body of Christ is more than just an illustration It's a spiritual reality with vital implication Any day I waste my time on seeking out notification That's an indication my mind is on a vacation I'm called to kill my flesh and I sit around and entertain sin How can I maintain when death is what I'm sustaining I wake up so oblivious but Satan he ain't playing Like the black death he's fighting just to bring the plague in To my obedience and my faith but he can't sense I'm abiding in the vine Nato, remaining There's a war going on outside no man is safe from Trying to wake you from your slumber Most people don't even know they're in danger These minds said are not from the flesh, but principality. They pounded me, fighting to keep me in the malady. Account for these, and you'll notice the prince of fallacy has lies. He's balancing obscene and foul to eat. The enemy is digging deep in pits of bound for weak. The risen king who in the seeds gives astoundingly to intervene with giving Pericles to bountifully gives a sight to walk in the light. Cause at night we're bound to flee. Practically, that means we walk by the spirit. We're putting off the flesh. All the death, we're taught how to kill it. We're cutting off his breath through the renewing of our perception. There's no acceptance and no affection for the world which so infects us. And I groan because I notice what I keep my eyes on instead of the word of God. Sometimes it's on my iPhone. But the most high is always looking low. Like drones helping in time of need, saying just look at my throne. There's a war going on outside, no man is safe from. Trying to wake you from your slumber. Most people don't even know they're in danger. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Heartless with smart, just targeting the narcissist. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there